Holly G with the Golf Insiders. We've been talking about it. We've been all over this story, and now Live Golf event will begin Thursday in Portland, Oregon at Pumpkin Ridge. And he's out there because he's been on top of this story every step of the way. Bob Herrig from SI.com. Hey, Bob, how you doing? I'm well, thanks. How are you? Good. So, feisty couple of press conferences the last couple of days, I think, were your words. Um, <laughs> so, let's start with Brooks. Back at the U.S. Open, or even maybe before in February, he said, it's been pretty clear for a long time now that I'm with the PGA Tour. It's where I'm staying. We know at the U.S. Open in Brookline, he was dancing around, blamed the media for not staying on track with the championship and all kinds of stuff he was throwing into the fire at us. <laughs> he had to face face the music today, Bob. How did it go? Yeah, well, look, he, um, he I think he doubled down on some of it, you know, he said in his press conference that, um, uh, you know, I'm sure you won't believe it, but, you know, I didn't really start talking about any of this stuff seriously until after the U.S. Open. Oh, yeah, you're right. We don't believe that. That's, Come that's, on. Ridic- that's ridiculous. I mean, you know, he they had a deal in place last Tuesday. It was announced Wednesday. You don't just start talking about it Monday. No way. And, you know, his, his answers last or at the U.S. Open were unfortunate. I mean, do you think you're not going to get asked about this? I mean, don't, don't blame us. It's just lousy. You know, just suck it up. Deal with it. His brother played in the first event. Why wouldn't you get asked about it? You know? And if, and if you're not going to do it, say you're not going to do it. But, uh, and then, he, you know, he turned it around. I mean, I don't necessarily blame anybody for doing this, but I, I don't think he looks good the way he's handled it. No, I think he looks arrogant. There's a whole lot of words that come to my mind. Yeah, no question. And more than anything, you know, we know, you know, Brooks is always, he's always approached the tour, I think, with it. Not the tour, but playing golf with a chip on his shoulder. You know, there's almost times where you think he's he's kind of bored that he became a professional golfer. Uh, you know, I don't know if it was baseball or whatever the other sport was that he that he maybe truly wanted to play but right. you know it seems like Brooks has for a long time been this reluctant participant in a way his whole mantra about the majors and how he you know he just gets more tuned up for the majors I, I don't know why he's gotta he's gotta burn the whole house down here I mean, the thing about that that's so disingenuous, too, is he's putting playing in majors at risk um, by doing this. Obviously, he's won the PGA, which comes with a lifetime exemption, assuming they don't change it, which we don't know. Frankly, I think it would be bad for them to do that. He's got a 10-year exemption from having won the 2018 U.S. Open, so that takes him through... Uh, 2028, so obviously he's got six, seven more years there, six more years. So you'd think he's in those majors for a while. But to get in the Masters, you know, you've got to be in the top 50 uh, as it stands right now, or you have a five, he's got a five-year exemption from having won the, the 2019 PGA. 
So that only goes for two more years. You know, I mean, what happens if these guys don't get world ranking points? What, you know, then what? And, you know, his whole thing about not caring about the regular events as much, well, in theory, in two years, you're going to have 14 of these, and you better care about them because you're, you're not – this is all you're going to have, really, you know, other than the majors, assuming you can still play them. So I just find the whole thing, you know, it's like, again, I think disingenuous is the word. I mean, like, I don't know why you cop an attitude when, when you're getting asked these questions. What did you expect? Um, this is highly disruptive. Whether you think it's good or not, we, whether we care about the funding source or not, which to me is a totally separate issue. Uh, the bottom line is, is that uh, you know this is this is something different. Um, they're going away from what we've known in golf for years and years, and there's going to be questions about it. It's going to bother some people. I mean, what did you think? Um, you know, Jay Monahan went to his wedding last month. You know, and so now, or you know, I guess it was early June, so it wasn't that long ago. So how do you think he feels? <laughs> you know. Probably feels that he's sold out. And, you know, the other piece of this is I look at these guys uh, and, okay, you got to where you got to because of the tour. Your, your, your bankable, you know, money and leverage came from the PGA Tour. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's where I think it gets a little bit... Listen now, in some of their defense, Phil has said this, um, you know, Schwartzel, uh, Louis Oosthuizen, uh, Keimer, Westwood, a lot of them have said, I have no problem with the PGA Tour. I, you know, I, I thank them for everything. You know, it's Graham McDowell. You know, it, it's it, – they're, they're – there was some pushback on that. There's been some feistiness about it. You know, Reed and, and uh, Pat Perez and, and Kepka to a smaller degree and Garcia. You know, they've discussed the fact that the tour hasn't been as transparent as they would like. But I don't think they're dumping on the tour in terms of the livelihood it gave them and the, and the platform it gave them. They're just, um, you know, they, 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 they just find something better. But you're right. I mean, to, to, to knock what's you know the, obviously the best the best tour in the world and it's it, and it's only it's only made more clear now when, when they made this agreement with the European tour with the DP World Tour you know it's it's going to be the place to play outside of out, you know if, if you want a legitimate you know tour of 72 whole events and access to the majors and everything that's the place to be you know the, the European tour is going to be kind of a theater tour to the PGA tour. It's not going to be on the same level. It might not be the same destination that it once was. Absolutely. Have there been any more uh, announcements uh, in terms of the DP World Tour? I mean, only, you know, what, what was announced on Wednesday where, you know, they're, they're collaborating more. They're giving spots to the DP World Tour on the PJ Tour going forward. Um, yeah, you know, uh, the tour is changing some of its Corn Ferry Tour requirements and things it, it, it's it's uh it's meant to help the, the the dp world tour more than it is to help the pga tour because if anything it means less spots on the pga tour so that it's gonna be interesting how to see how that shakes out you know it's not it's not it's not all you know completely i, I don't know that everybody would, would find it to be a great situation 
So you were in London, and now you're in Portland. Uh, any different feel to it being here in the U.S.? Uh, of course, again, it's just a 54-hole format. It's live streaming like they were for the first event. Obviously, the field um, is, you know, bigger and better. Any interesting comments from DeChambeau or, you know, Patrick Reed? They, they had all these guys uh, on the panel answering questions. Yeah, it's... um. Um, it's, it's, it doesn't really feel that much different. It's hard to get a sense for it. Um, Pro-Am is today, and there's just it's, it's not a very well-attended day. I don't know that it was expected to be. I'll be very curious to see on Thursday when they start how, how big it is, if, they, if, they, if they're able to get a lot of people here, if they're sparse. Um, <clears throat> you know, and it very well could be. That's, it's hard to know. Are they um, giving away tickets? I mean, it seems like they're 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 not giving them away, but they're heavily discounted, and um, we'll see how that how that all shakes out. They've got they've got a few more. I heard the Chicago event is doing well ticket wise. I'm sure the Bedminster one will do fine. That look too, Chicago, New York, and Boston. Now Boston had the had the U.S. Open, but they don't have a tour event this year. Those are the three places it's going to after this, and those places are underserved for golf. You know, so there's a chance that people, you know, they just want to go see golf. Agree. You know, and, and you know, the, the, the money isn't necessarily going back to Saudi Arabia. It's, it's, it's going to the people that run the events. They need, they, need to, they need to spend a lot of money to put these things on. So, um, you know, I, uh, I, I don't blame anybody if they want to go watch it and, and, and check it out and see what it's all about. I mean... I do think there are some things about this that have some, you know, intriguing parts. You know, if, if, if you just want to watch golf for four or five hours and try to see everybody, you get to do that. That's, that's what they offer that you're, not, that you're not getting at the John Deere this week. You know, if you show up at 1 o'clock at the John Deere, you've pretty much missed half the food. You show up at 1 o'clock at this tournament, you can see everybody because they're all out there at the same time. I mean, for whatever that matters to anybody, that's the selling point. So you mentioned the John Deere Classic, which will begin Thursday. Steve Stricker, he he withdrew. What's going on with Steve? My guess is, is he just felt it was too much. You know, he just played in the in the uh, U.S. Senior Open and contended, and he hasn't played in a regular tour event for a while. Um, obviously, came back from some serious health issues. And uh, I'm guessing a week after playing 72 holes and all that, I'm not sure he wants to do it again. That, that's all I know about that. You know, he's won that tournament a few times. He's, all, he's also been a big, um, you know, uh, supporter of that tournament. Yeah. So I'm sure he didn't take that, uh, that sitting down. You know, I'm sure that was a, that was a, I'm sure that was a tough decision on his part. Yeah, it's right in his backyard, and he's, you know, been a – Sort of a hometown boy to the John Deere tournament. Um, if, if I could think of anybody else more connected to uh, a John Deere tractor, other than maybe Louis Oosthuizen, <laughs> it, it might be <laughs> right. it might be Steve Stricker. <laughs> right, exactly. Yep. Um, so uh, back to the PGA Tour, big win for Xander Shoffley 
a week too late for me because I had him picked for the U.S. Open. Good to see Xander break through and uh, quickly your your thoughts on uh, the John Deere this weekend. Yeah, I mean, Xander was kind of long overdue. I mean, he hadn't won a regular individual event since 2019. Um, kind of amazing, really, when you consider how highly he is ranked and how well he's done. Obviously, he won the Olympic gold medal. Um, he made it. He, he, uh, he's, he's, he's actually had the lowest score at the Tour Championship but didn't get credit for a win because of the funky That's format. Right. Um, you know, he won the team event with Cantlay in New Orleans this year, which counts, but it's not an individual title, no world ranking points for it. But he's been a pretty good player on the Ryder Cup and President's Cup teams these last two times and hadn't won in all that time. So I think that was long overdue. It's a good win for him. Yeah, big win. And, um, you know, a life, you know, these guys are coming off a whole bunch of big tournaments the last couple of weeks. Uh, anybody on your radar here? Yeah, you know, unfortunately, it's a bit of a light field. Any of uh, the top 20? Yeah, I don't think they have any. And um, I, I actually feel bad for those guys. I mean, it's a long-time tournament going back to the early 70s. It's, it's one of those events that's, you know, huge in the community. Everybody rallies around it. You know, they love having PJ Tour golf come to town. Um, They've been stuck with a terrible date forever the week before the British Open, which makes it hard to get guys. They've had this charter that they've put together to get, take guys over to the U.K. This year, they finally move off of that date. They move to two weeks before the Open. They aren't the week before. And, oh, what happens? They're the same week as the Live Golf opener in the U.S., you know? I mean, I'm not sure that their field would have been any better if there was no live golf option, I'm not thinking necessarily that, um, you know, that Sergio was going to go there or some of these guys. But, you know, you mentioned Bustos, and he's played there in the past. Look, it's, it's, it's kind of a weakness on the schedule, and that's what, what Liv and, and the Premier Golf League were seeking to, to exploit. They saw openings that were where the golf wasn't as popular. You know, I've often brought up the fact that I think the tour should contract they have too many tournaments. But when you, I say that, it's always with the caveat that, all right, well, when you do that, you're going to take away an event in a local community that's typically embraced. You know, and, and this is an example of that. You know, it's very, it's, it's very well attended in, in Silvis, Illinois, you know, the, the Quad Cities near, near the Illinois-Iowa uh, border. You know, a lot of people go to this golf tournament. They love it. It's a big part of their community. And they probably don't care who shows up. They're just happy to have the golf tournament. True. You know, and so, and we have that. We have that at fall events that, you know, from a national perspective, I look at and I say, look, the TV ratings aren't great and, you know, we've got too much golf. But, you know, those people would push back and say, well, wait a minute. We love having a golf tournament in our, in our neighborhood. You know, it's a... You have to weigh that. You know, there's the entertainment aspect to, to sports that, that you have to that you have to spread around the you know the, the, the viewing public. But you know, locally, it matters to people. There's community. There's charities that are impacted, and it's it's an interesting it's, it's an interesting dilemma that uh, that they all face, and, and yet 
one that doesn't have any easy answers. That is certainly true. Well, thanks, Bob, so much for your time. We'll look forward to seeing how this plays out this week in Portland, the Live Golf event, the first one in the USA, and, of course, the John Deere Classic. Illinois, the Quad Cities, finishing up on Sunday. We appreciate your time so much. Thanks, Bob.